0: Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all.
1: Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers, I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D.
0: Hey, and
1: they had a robot. <laughs> and if you didn't want to know
0: that, then you shouldn't be listening to this show. This show of all shows because that is a spoiler.
1: How on earth is that a spoiler for anything? Um, Unless it's a spoiler for Alien. There you go. That's a good one. It well done, Matty. It you did a good one accidentally.
0: It could, it could be. What do you mean accidentally? I could have been. That could have been deliberate. Oh, the yeah. Time. Good point. Good point. So you
1: don't know. So, what we do on this podcast is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, and then we attempt to predict as much of the plot of that movie before it comes out as humanly possible, and then when it does come out, we go and see it and see how close we got to predicting the plot. And if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, you currently can, because in cinemas right now is M. Night Shyamalan's Knock at the Cabin. Which I think Manny D and I are both very excited to see how close we got with that one because we kind of we were kind of on the same page for it for the most part but then sort of had very radically different ideas as well.
0: Yeah, and we read uh, after the show, that is, a leaked script.
1: No, we didn't. We looked at the plot of the novel.
0: Right, yes, we looked at the plot of the novel.
1: Which doesn't mean that's going to be the movie, because we know that M. Night Shyamalan does not like to follow the novels he adapts.
0: Well, yeah, it was interesting reading the novel and seeing our plot, so I guess it'll it'll be interesting to see what the movie's going to be.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because we could be close with that one. We could be close. That's why I'm excited to see it. And I think another movie that I'm excited to see is the movie that we're here to talk about this week. Uh, but before we get into that, I just want to congratulate Matty D on four years of potential spoilers. Because as of this recording, we have been doing this show consecutively without a break for four years, as Matty D does the cap up on his drink. <laughs> Did you hear that click in the because, background there? Because we're, That's how he celebrates. That's, he that's how, pro- cap on his drink that's really how professional we are after yeah, four years. You after think four
0: years. I'd learn how to do audio.
1: Congratulations. Happy anniversary, Yes. Karen. Yes. So we're celebrating it by looking at. The latest instalment in the Rocky franchise, Creed Three, also technically the latest instalment in the Creed franchise. But it did start off with humble beginnings with the Rocky franchise, which of course the first movie came out all the way back in 1976. Which was written by and starring Sylvester Stallone, who of course we've talked about on this podcast a couple of times before. I like that we've done an instalment in the Rambo franchise and now we've completed it with the Rocky franchise. How can we go wrong? Now of course Rocky had five direct sequels between 1979 and 2006. Before the series was spun off with Creed in 2015, so the movie is technically both a spin-off and a sequel, since it stars the same actors and it continues that same Rocky storyline. Rocky is in the first two movies as a major character In fact, this movie is actually the first movie Without the involvement of Sylvester Stallone in it at all leading Matty D and I to have very radical ideas in our plots
0: Yeah, yeah So he, uh, Sylvester Stallone, stepped away from this franchise That's my understanding of it so, That's right You know, the story's done If Rocky's going to be in this movie He's just going to be, well, like, basically Creed two, in Creed's Creed two, corner
1: Creed 2, which came out in 2018 Ended with Rocky backing away from the ring Looking mm-hmm. up at Adonis Creed and saying It's your turn now It's your turn now Now This was like a sort of tear-jerking moment for me when I was watching the movie, but what made me start cracking up laughing is as he's backing away, there's sort of like two folding chairs behind him, and I really badly wanted him, as he was backing away and giving his heartfelt goodbye to both Adonis and the the series, to stumble and and fall over the two chairs. Watch that scene again. It's literally like he's going straight towards two folding chairs behind him. (laughs) And I don't think he notices that they're there. So, I just wanted to be like, it's your turn. Oh, look, oh, oh!
0: Yeah. Collapse backwards. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. I, I When I heard the news that he wasn't going to be in this movie, I was originally kind of resistant to it. I was like, how do you make this kind of movie without Rocky? He's kind of the heart and soul of of it. But the more I'm thinking of it, the more I'm thinking he's kind of done everything he needs to do. That's right. So, maybe not having him in this movie is the right decision.
1: Without directly killing him off on screen, that is, what else can you really do with the character? Now, Matty D, what is your history with the Rocky franchise and I guess more importantly, the Creed franchise? talk us through it. I'm sure it's quite extensive. It it
0: is a little bit. So anybody who's a fan of this show knows that there was a period of time in my pre-adolescence where I started seeking out old movies and the movie channel uh, that we used to have back in the day was Mm -hmm. a great source of that. And I would find these movies like Butch Cassidy, The Sundance Kid, like the original Aliens, like Aliens 2, and like Rocky. I stumbled upon the first ever Rocky. I tried to find it when they were, when it was doing a, a showing of Rocky and they went through and uh, aired all the Rockies, so I watched them one after the other.
1: They did it in the lead up to premiering Rocky Six for the first time, mm. which was Rocky Balboa, I believe, because it was during that period while Sylvester Sloan was like, "I'm not using numbers in my sequels anymore. I'm going to do Rambo and Rocky Balboa." Yeah, that's right, he did do that. But I think that was well before the
0: ba- Balboa movie came out. It anyway. could have been. Yeah, I think they were just like just showing them. And I, what can I say? I mean, I'm a I'm a guy that. Uh, that enjoys professional wrestling, right? I, I was okay. a professional wrestling fan. I I like. But M- you're a fan of
1: actual sports as well, right? <laughs> well, like I, boxing.
0: I, I love I love UFC, but not for the actual athleticism. I'm, I like I like the drama. I was okay. cheering when uh, when Khabib was jumping the railing in the Conor McGregor fight and throwing chairs at people, and when
1: Conor McGregor was okay. throwing, was thro- he wanting to get them out of the way of Sylvester <laughs> Sloan so he doesn't trip over them?
0: Was throwing chairs at a bus? Like that was my jam. So it really it really struck a chord with me. The Rocky movies I, I love the fact that it was a you know a young Sylvester Stallone making it in the business you know inspired by that famous Muhammad Ali fight where Muhammad Ali you know almost lost to this guy who was a nobody and the fact that he was you know he made this movie and sort of kickstarted his career almost well, by not himself. This
1: movie, the original Rocky, the back original in Rocky 1976. that's
0: right. That's right. So I, I and also I had this um, video game on the Nintendo 64 oh, yeah? uh, a Rocky game that me and my brother played the shit out of and what I'd always was that? Uh, I, was, I think it was just called Rocky, but I would always play as Ivan Drago because he had the best stats, and me and my brother had this, yeah, of had this rule that whoever lost the fight had to be Spider Rico because <laughs> he had the worst stats, and then whoever else could just pick who they wanted to be, which usually was Ivan Drago because he was the best, or Statue Rocky because you could be Statue <laughs> so, Rocky. Wow. Um so I wouldn't say I loved this franchise, but it was something that I always kinda grew up with. My brother was a massive fan of, of the Rocky franchise, so I I got to like experience it through him. We you know, there are always fun movies to watch. I remember trying to impress a, a woman back in my teenage years by buying her, I think, a DVD of Rocky. I was like, that was my what? in. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She Why? was a Rocky fan. Well she was a Rocky okay, fan. Fair enough. I think I bought her like a, the um the Rocky robe as well. I was like, come on. Didn't end up well, but you know, the heart yeah, was in she it. She ended up using her nuts like a speed bag. <laughs> And so I I you know I when I was younger you know I loved all the movies I loved him fighting in Russia I even liked the Tommy the machine gun I was too I was too naive and wide-eyed and bushy-tailed to really see the problems in those movies I was like they're fun movies The Rocky Balboa movie came out I saw that in Cinemas and I thought they wow, did a okay. really good job I thought that was that was fun I was like cool this is a nice little ending to the Rocky you know story and I really liked it When the Creed movie came out I was like really you know, interested in what they would do. I thought the last okay, week- Okay, you were was, pumped. You are excited to see it. Yeah, I, I knew they would do a good job. And when I saw that in the cinemas, I was like, man, they nailed it. I, you know, I love the, you know, training montages running along the street. I thought they really, really did a good job at paying homage to everything that they, you know, everything that made the the original franchise special, but then adding a new, you know, spin like Michael Jordan was fantastic in that role. So I really liked it. And then watched the second one recently, and man, that's good. I didn't mm. think they could top
1: the the first one, and I was pleasantly surprised. Well, you got to love Creed 2, because it throws back to one of your favourite Rocky movies, yeah. Rocky Four.
0: <laughs> and, and that dude, uh, Dolphy Boy, throws in a really good performance. Dolph Lundgren, yeah. Who, you know, whoever would have thought. <laughs>
1: whoever would have thought. And his son does a pretty good job, too. Well, his son doesn't do very much. Victor Drago, Florian Montenegro does a pretty good job, too, even though he's not an actor. Mm. He has acted. Mind you, he has acted in a few boxer? things. Boxer, yeah, know? that's right. But he is a boxer in real life. In fact, most of the boxes in the Creed movies are real boxes. Yeah, they they actually hire the exception of Michael B. Jordan.
0: real boxes, which is good. It kind of adds an authenticity to it. Yeah, absolutely. Like... So yeah, this uh this series has kind of followed me my whole life and Wow. Um yeah, been fond of it, I would say. Not my favorite series by any stretch, but I you know, what's what's not to enjoy about these movies, they're simple, they're fun. You always leave the cinema or, you know, your, your living room with a feeling of hype and positivity. And, you know, you, you can take on the world And that's what these
1: movies are great for There we go I've got to say I have a very similar history to you I grew up watching those Rocky movies Those early Rocky movies on TV Or on VHS or DVD back in the day And they were the sort of movie that I really enjoyed But they weren't up there with, like, you know, James Bond Indiana Jones Those sort of movies Because they're good movies, I've got to say I think most of the Rocky movies by the final act I'm, like, just in tears for some reason Like i got a little manly tear running down my cheek <laughs> And uh, I always just had a great time with them uh, I think Rocky IV has always been my favourite one Just because of how goofy that movie is Now that's the Ivan one, right? Yeah, that's the Ivan one with Drago. Dolph Lundgren as Ivan Drago Basically, America versus Russia as a boxing movie. It's
0: so over the top, I love it, it. It
1: came out in the middle of like when all the Rambo movies were doing the same thing, and so it, it was as over the top as like a Rambo movie. So, which is probably why I really enjoyed it. You know, I didn't really tear up at the end of that one. I was mainly, I was mainly just sort of giggling at Rocky's half-hearted speech at the end when he's like, "If we could change, <laughs> they could change, and if they could change, we could change." And then Paulie has a sex robot coming. Yeah, well. <laughs> So, interestingly enough, when the Creed movies came out, when Creed 1 and 2 came out, I wasn't really interested in seeing them because I'm like, well, they look too serious to be part of the Rocky franchise. And I didn't really realize that Rocky was really in it as a character. I thought it was sort of like a remake of Rocky, but not involving Rocky. So, would you believe my surprise when I actually found out that it was a continuation of the story and Rocky was very much a big character in them? And Sylvester Stallone had a hand in both writing and Uh, the character creation as well, and and, uh, some of the direction as well. So, I sort of went in optimistic last week when I watched all the movies. Actually, it was this week, earlier this week. I watched both Creed 1 and 2 in a little mini-marathon, and I ended up enjoying them a lot. I thought all the acting in it was really good. I thought all the writing was really good. Uh, Both endings made me cry like a little baby. So, how can you go wrong with that? So, I'm actually interested to see where they go with Creed 3, which leads us directly into talking about it right now. So, of course, if it wasn't painfully obvious... This is the third movie in the Creed <laughs> franchise and the ninth Rocky movie overall. Can you believe there's nine? I think last week I said there was 13, which is a bit of an over-exaggeration.
0: <laughs> there will be eventually.
1: Yeah, maybe. Maybe I was counting like the Nintendo 64 game that you're talking about. And this one is being directed by Michael B. Jordan in his directorial oh, yeah. debut. It's his
0: debut. That's exciting. It is. And I think he wrote it as well. Yes, I think so. Because I don't think Stallone had much of a hand in it.
1: And he's kind So, of- Stallone is producing it, but he very much wants it to be... Michael B. Jordan's thing now, like he says, yeah. you know, if He's
0: I p- could do it, you can do it. <laughs> He's past the mantle. He's passed the exactly. Um, He, he said a, fu- a, lo- a lot of funny things about it. He's, he said that, you know, he wouldn't have gone in the direction that this movie is
1: going, so... Wow, I mean, this okay. Can either,
0: this can either be a very good sign or a very bad sign or something different. Who knows? Yeah. But-
1: I guess it's a big risk to hand over this franchise to a first time writer director as well. Yes. But, you know, the guy has been and he starred in two massive, you know, movies in the franchise so far and he did a great job acting. So mm. I can't see how it could go wrong, really, well, writing it. <laughs> I mean, I could be eating my words. <laughs> <laughs> in a couple of weeks when the movie comes out but he seems to get the heart of the movies. Yes, so I think absolutely he'll do a good job. He's I hoping. I think so too. He's I hoping. I think so too. I'm hopeful. I'm very hopeful that he will do a good job, but you know, if he doesn't, you know, I won't be too hard on him because it's his first time. You know, even Stallone made, you know, Rocky Balboa <laughs> That was, was okay Which was my least favourite in the franchise okay.
0: It was probably the less Even Tom, the one with Tommy the Machine Gun Which uh, was Rocky five, 5, yeah That was pretty fun I, I kind of have a soft spot in my heart for that one wasn't as fun hot, as Rocky 4 hotness. in my opinion
1: No, that one's great Yeah No, I didn't like Rocky's son in, uh, what was it, 5 and 6 What, with his earring? Yeah <laughs> With the his little tough punk son, earring punk son, yeah, who's, you know, a bad street kid And Rocky, you know, he actually was hanging out with a bad crowd Because he was like an enforcer for the mob <laughs> And then there's this little tough guy who's got a little earring in his right ear, like a mini pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Comes along and he thinks he's a tough guy. I just want to rock it and be like, hey, sock him in the face. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dear. So, what do we know about this new movie so far? Right,
0: so uh, they're doing a lot of press with this movie, but uh, we only really have one trailer. That's for right. It. So,
1: in the trailer, one we, solid trailer.
0: Yeah, in the trailer, we see that Creed is enjoying his newfound well, not newfound, but he's enjoying like he's at the he's peak. Still famous. He's at the peak of his career. Everything's going well in his family life, his home life. He has a daughter. You know, mm-hmm. he's a celebrity. He's you know the world champion. And someone from his past comes back to visit him. Something we never saw in the original movies. But mm-hmm. you know, he he was arrested when he was a kid kid, we can see there might be a childhood flashback. Um, yeah. And, you know, he's coming back into the fold. This this person that was arrested, um, you know, in his childhood has come back, seems to blame him for a lot of things. And I'm guessing we're building to a fight between these two men. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, that's
1: the assumption. That's can- pretty succinct. Would you like to hear the official synopsis for this movie?
0: Yes, I've, I've seen
1: the synopsis, <laughs> so let's hear it. So it goes like this. After dominating the boxing world, Adonis Creed has been thriving in both his career and family life. When a childhood friend and former boxing prodigy, Damien, resurfaces after serving a long sentence in prison, he's eager to prove that he deserves his shot in the ring. The face-off between former friends is more than just a fight. To settle the score, Adonis must put his future on the line to battle Damien, a fighter who has nothing to lose. And I took that from the official website. Nice. So, I think that tells us pretty much the whole movie, doesn't it? Yes, it does. It does. And if anyone has seen a a, a Rocky movie or a Creed movie before, like, there's only so many directions you can go in this movie. But maybe they're going to do something different. (laughs) They could. (laughs) That's what I'm hoping for. I don't know. It kind of, like, I say this with love. I say this with love.
0: These movies are very formulaic. So, it's
1: kind of like... But the formula works, that's the The, thing. Yeah,
0: exactly. So, that's why I say it with love, because the formula works, and that's what you want. So, this movie is predictable, but it's- I think it's predictable, but it's like, which Rocky formula are they going to use? And, you know, Mm. they could use a mix of different ones. So, it's just picking which one it's going to go with is going to be the movie, I think.
1: Yeah. Do you agree with me? Yeah, I'm with you 100%. So, the formula, just to break it down, there's only two formulas, really, in a Rocky movie. It's- Rocky is overconfident, or Creed is overconfident, he loses the match halfway through the movie, and then he has to work his way back up to win at the end. Or, you know, he's the underdog, either Rocky or Creed is the underdog, and they have to train really hard, work really hard to get the big fight, and then more often than not, they won't win the big fight at the end, but they'll get close. And they'll win the sort of hearts of everybody as well as the, their opponent. That's the two formulas. So, like I said, it can go one of... <laughs> Which maybe, one? maybe Michael B. Jordan's going to throw in like a random new formula. Maybe he's really going to throw like a whole Star Wars Episode Eight sort of spanner in the works. You know what I mean? Yep. Could be. Could be. Now, let's talk about who's in this movie before we dive into what we think is going to happen in the plot. Now, interestingly enough, we have talked about every single one of the actors, or one of the main actors in this movie before in previous episodes. So... We've talked about him already. Returning as Adonis Donnie Creed is Michael B. Jordan, who, of course, had a cameo a couple of weeks ago in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. We didn't know he was going to be in that movie, but he turned up in it. (laughs) There you go. Outside of Creed, what would you say are his biggest roles? He was the Human Torch in the Josh Trank Fantastic Four movie.
0: Well, I think he's... um, He was
1: Eric Killmonger in the uh, Black Panther movies. The Black Panther movie is his biggest movie, So, that was directed by the same guy. So, the guy who directed Black Panther, at least the first Black Panther... No, both of them. Oh, he was in Space Jam. That's right. He had a cameo in Space Jam and New Legacy. we talked about him there as well. So, thanks for steamrolling my point there, Matty. Sorry, sorry, go ahead. So, uh, I think... I can't remember the director's name. It was Coolidge was his surname... I think it was Ryan Coolidge. He directed the first Black Panther movie, and he also directed the first Creed movie. He directed both Black Panther movies, just to clarify. But yeah, so he was busy with Black Panther, which is why he didn't return for Creed 2. So they got somebody else in to do Creed 2. And then, as we know, Michael B. Jordan has taken over. So next up, returning as the character of Bianca Taylor is Tessa Thompson, who, of course, we've talked about recently in Thor Love and Thunder, as well as Men in Black International. And she, of course, as we said last week... He's one of Manny D's favorite actors of all time because he has a, such a massive man crush on her. Don't say that. She'll li- but she might be listening. That's true of me too. <laughs> so she's a local now. She actually lives in our area, and from I what know. I understand, she's single. I so. Know. Both in with a shot. Let's go. We're going
0: to arrive at uh, at her door with like flowers, like like yes. a little rascal no, skin, no, with like
1: box of chocolates and like all with a bow tie. No, yes. I'm going to turn up with a Rocky DVD and a robe.
0: That's what <laughs> I'm going to do. <laughs> Don't steal my idea. <laughs>
1: we can't both do that. So next up, playing the character of Damien Dame Anderson. Dame is his name.
0: Yes. Well, that's uh, his nickname right
1: Is Jonathan Majors When was the last time We talked about Jonathan Majors Matty D I don't know You don't know <laughs> Can't remember yeah. Memory like a sieve He plays Kang the Conqueror In <laughs> Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania A movie we talked about Two weeks ago oh, is that the same guy Yeah oh, it's the same guy Oh what a blur <laughs> What a blur Yeah your vision is clearly Because you didn't recognise him at all Even though they're the exact same man Oh dear Oh, dear. So, next up, returning as the character of Tony Little Duke Evers is Wood Harris. That is his name, Wood Harris, who, of course, also appeared in Space Jam and New Legacy as uh, Coach C, I believe he was. Now, he is uh, Adonis's coach. He sort of took over Rocky's role as coaching Donnie. Mm. In Creed 2, he is the son of Apollo Creed's trainer. <laughs> I love that. So, in this in this universe, everyone's son has to do the exact same thing. With <laughs> the exception of Rocky's son, of course. Yeah. Everyone's son has to do the exact same thing that their father did. <laughs> it's just a legacy thing, I guess. Space Jam, a new legacy. Anyway, next up, playing the character of Victor Drago is Florian Montenu, who, of course, played Razor Fist in Shang-Chi <laughs> and The Legend of the Ten Rings. Yes. Yeah,
0: interesting that he's in this movie.
1: Yeah, he's back.
0: Yeah. Actually, I
1: don't think I worked him into
0: the plot. I didn't either. But I'm just going to say that he's going to be a flashback.
1: Sure. Okay. All right. I think I'm going to have to work him in last minute. Or or they're going to show clips of the fight and he's going to appear there. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes they, they credit but he's listed actors. in the main cast. He's listed <sighs> in the main cast. That's the problem. And but I know you're going to say sometimes they credit the actors yeah. and they don't actually physically appear in the movie. Every time you've said that, you've been wrong, manager. <laughs> okay, well, maybe I'm wrong. You've then. never been right in, in one of those circumstances. <laughs> And last but not least, playing the character of Marianne Creed is Felicia Rashad, who, of course, was in Soul. She was one of the random animated people in Soul. She was the voice actor in Soul. And she's probably, outside of that, she's probably best known as playing Bill Cosby's wife in The Cosby Show, if you remember that. My barbecue sauce. Haven't you ever noticed after people have some of my barbecue sauce, after a while when it kicks in, they get all huggy-buggy? <laughs>
0: Stop.
1: I'm dead serious. <laughs> Haven't you ever noticed that after one of my barbecues and they have the sauce, people want to get right home? <laughs> Let me tell you something else. I got a cup of it up on the night table. There. <laughs> Never watched The Cosby Show, so oh, fair enough. <laughs> okay. And yeah, she played Adonis Creed's uh, adopted mother in the first movie because she's not his real mother. Mm. She if does we, a great job in those movie. movies, too. Yeah, she's good. I don't even think she plays Apollo Creed's wife in the original Rocky movies. Pretty sure that was a different woman. Yeah, I think so. So she's just popped up for the first time in these movies. But she's good. As she said, she's good. So which one of us is going to jump into the ring first and take on the, the plot of Creed 3? I was about to say Rocky 2, but we're clearly not doing Rocky 2.
0: <laughs> I don't know. What do you want to do? Do you want to go first? Do you want to <sighs> go second? I'm, I'm pretty easy either way.
1: My ring's in the studio. Yeah. <laughs> So I mean I can go first. Yeah, you I'm go happy to go first. I'm not a big wuss. I'm not free to fight.
0: Oh, I'm not either. But like, <laughs> by all means,
1: go first. So I think, as is becoming standard on this show, as is standard on this show, I think the movie is going to have to start with a childhood flashback. I mean, they've cast the young versions of the yes, characters, I know. so and we've seen it, it in the trailer. Does it mean it happens at the start? No, it's true. So the first Creed movie started with a childhood flashback. The second movie didn't have a childhood flashback at all. So I think there's every chance, because they're introducing an element from Creed's childhood that didn't exist before, I guess they kind of have to do it here. So we're going to see a 13-year-old Adonis and a slightly older teen called Damien, a.k.a. Dame. Just going to call him Dame for the rest of the (laughs) plot. That Dame. Like I'm a 1940s detective. (laughs) So, Dame is already an accomplished teen boxer who's won awards and he's taught Donnie how to fight. So, he's the one who showed him, you know, how to defend, how to throw a fist. Because we see at the start of the first Creed movie that Creed already knows how to handle himself, even though he's a young kid. Mm. Dame talks Donnie into robbing a liquor store, but they are both caught and sent to prison. Since Dame is older, he's sent to proper prison, while Donnie only goes to Juvie. <laughs> he's sent to real prison. So he's sent to the Juvie juvenile hall that uh, we see in the first Creed. Meanwhile, poor Dame is sent to be like someone's bitch. Sorry, did you, did you say
0: um, in actual prison? what they got arrested for, sorry? robbing a liquor store. Robbing a liquor store, gotcha. Cool.
1: We cut to modern day, where now Donnie is going up against pretty Ricky Conlon, his major opponent from the first movie. So this is a rematch. So it's Creed Conlon 2. In a pre-match interview, Donnie catches us up to speed with the plot and reveals that seven years have passed since the previous movie. Donnie explains that he wants to start coaching boxers, since he was inspired by his former coach, Rocky. Um, I think this is where I'm going to insert Victor Creed as well. I think Victor Creed will show up as an ally, basically. Oh, no, I have a better idea. Yeah? I have a better idea. Yeah, Yes. I'm going to work him in later. There okay, we go. All right, There we go. So he doesn't I'm appear excited. at this point. Poof, he's, he's vanished from the plot at this point, but he's going to come back later, if I remember. <laughs> So Donnie wins the fight against Pretty Conlon, proving that he has improved since they originally went head to head. Conlon has a lot of respect for the new world heavyweight champion. Well, he's been the world heavyweight champion for almost a decade now, so not really that new. And he's friendly towards Donnie. So Conlon was originally the world heavyweight champion before eventually, uh, I think it was, uh, how did he win the title? I can't remember. I I think another boxer beat Conlon in between the first two movies. And then at the start of Creed 2, Donnie beat him. And then he became world champion right was this at the this the guy that had the car? Yes, that's right. Yeah. That was him. Yeah. The guy who took uh, Donnie's car in the first movie. I think he ended up eventually car back. Common. Yeah, exactly. I love that. So, yeah, Donnie's won the fight. And much to everyone's surprise, Donnie retires from boxing in order to focus more on coaching. So, he's thrown in the towel in his career. What do you throw in the belt? I don't know. So, is he vacating the championship or? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. I guess he's going to pass that along. So, Bianca's music career has continued to be successful, even though her hearing continues to deteriorate. Their daughter, Amara, takes after her father and wants to be a boxer as well one day. I love that. So, she's a little bit of a tomboy. She's deaf as a doornail, quite like her mother, because as we saw in the previous movie, she was born with the same hearing condition, Mm. but that doesn't stop her. She's going to be... Yeah, I think she aspires to be like her father one day, more so than her mother. Cool. So, we're not going to focus too much on her. Of course, there's going to be a lot of tender family moments, and as is standard where, with these where movies. Where
0: teaches her how to, like, throw punches. Yeah, exactly.
1: Nice. I like it. Maybe he's a little standoffish towards the idea at first. Maybe he's like, no, you should be out playing with Barbie dolls and uh, <laughs> being... But then he realizes, well, who am I? Who am I to yeah. hold someone back from their dreams? Come in, I'll show you how to punch a bag. You know, I'm going to put the little, those little pads on my hands that you can, can whack around and we'll bond as uh, father and daughter in that way Punch some testicles Yeah <laughs> Donnie's world is shaken when he receives word that Rocky has died quietly in his sleep Oh, wow Happens off screen You're going to kill him Yeah, that's right I wasn't originally I wasn't originally Kieran,
0: that is bold That is very, very bold.
1: Mind you, we do see a funeral in the trailer, which is why I was like, hmm, wonder whose funeral that could be. It could be anyone's funeral, really, but I'm like, there's very few people it could be. And Rocky is buried in the same cemetery as Donnie's father, Apollo Creed. So Donnie gives a tear-jerking speech in the rainy funeral and takes a moment to reflect on his own father's death. So he looks at the, uh, the tombstone, the headstone, with his father's picture on it. And maybe he does the Rocky thing where he just rambles about his day <laughs> to the, the gravestone. So uh, you're going to be seeing Rocky shortly. <laughs> Hope you guys are ready for a rematch up in heaven. Yeah, the rematch in heaven. Donny starts training a young boxer called Felix Chavez and has aspirations of Felix becoming the next world champion. But Donnie soon runs into a strange man leaning against his car, so this is outside the gym. Donnie doesn't recognize the man at first, but he reveals himself to be Dame. Donnie takes Dame to a diner, which of course is Maddie D's favourite film location. You better believe there's a diner in my plot. <laughs> Where the two catch up. Dame has spent 18 years in prison and he's now in great shape. In fact, he could be in Marvel movie shape. <laughs> but Dame has been struggling to find work and he's barely scraping by. So he's living in like a flop house. He doesn't have a job. Yep. He's a bit of a bum. So Dame also seems a little bit resentful that Donnie seems to be living the life that he wanted. But Donnie tries to make up for it by offering Dame a job at the Delphi gym, which of course Donnie now runs. At the gym, Dame turns up with ratty clothes and his fellow boxers make fun of him for it. (laughs) Dame gets mad at the other boxer and takes out his frustrations on him in the ring. So he basically beats him a little too hard. You know, the match is called, but he's still going at him. Little Duke and Donnie break up the fight and Dame leaves in a huff. Little Duke asks why Donnie wants a guy like Dame around and he says that Donnie doesn't owe Dame a damn thing, as we see in the trailer. But Donnie feels bad for Dame and decides to give him a second chance. Later, Dame has dinner with Donnie and Bianca, and Dame tells Bianca and the audience that he and Donny were like brothers growing up. Now that Donny is world champion, Dame is determined to prove himself as being tougher than Donny. Because he's like, well, you know, I taught him how to fight, he's this big fighter now, but I don't actually know between the two of us who really is stronger. Dame challenges Donny to a boxing match, but Donny refuses since he is now happily retired. Dame thinks Donny is a coward and again leaves in a huff. <laughs> Over time, Dane proves himself as an accomplished boxer and wins a match after match. So we get like a little montage of right. him like knocking one guy out, knocking another guy out, like that scene in Mortal Kombat. <laughs>
0: yes. Ivan Drago? Not <laughs> Ivan Drago, Victor
1: Drago? Not uh yet? No, not yet. Okay. Not yet. Maybe he does beat Victor Drago. That would be cool. That's what I thought. But then I thought- you know, that,
0: that fight. Yeah, I'm between- going to say he
1: does beat Victor Drago because it still doesn't hurt my when I'm going to insert Victor Drago okay. in the plot. You know what I mean?
0: But if he beats, because that was a big fight for Creed, for, for Donnie. Yeah, that's right. So if he just beats him at this point, I don't know. Does that devalue the the second movie? Well, it just
1: shows how scary he is. I guess so. How, Dame, We're how building scary a, Dame is. Building a boss, building a battle. Yeah, that's guy. right. Donnie decides to set up a big pay per view boxing event with Felix going up against Dame. So Dame has really proved himself. So they're mm-hmm. like, all right, well, well, We'll throw him a bone. We'll, th- we'll put our champion. So, suddenly, Felix is the world champion in my plot now, by the way. So, that's that's how much he's progressed. Well, yeah, Donny's helping him, right? So, maybe he that's right. built up to became the world champ. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Donny is confident in Felix's abilities and feels that he has a big chance of winning. But after an intense match, Dame thrashes Felix and wins the fight. Unfortunately, Felix's neck is broken during the fight and he can never box again. Oh, no. He's down for the count forever. No, well, no, he's not dead, but, you know. His neck is broken. Yeah. Uh, it's like um, Million Dollar Baby. So Clint Eastwood comes in and pulls the plug. No. Oh. As a result of winning the match, Dame now becomes heavyweight champion and claims the championship belt. So obviously Donnie doesn't feel like it's deserved, even though this guy's worked really hard to get here. But he's just like, you broke my guy's neck. This guy was going to be, you know, he was my boy. He took it too far. Yeah. You took, took it, it too far, far. And this this guy's never going to walk again, thanks yeah. to you. And you you claiming you're a champion because of that. Donnie confronts Dame at a beach party after the match, as he believes that Dame crippled Felix on purpose as a way of getting back at Donnie. Dame reveals that he is still jealous of Donnie's success and challenges Donnie for ownership of the Delphi gym. Donnie again refuses, and Dame calls him a coward. Donnie, now backed into a corner and urged by his wife, finally accepts the challenge. So he's like, Alright, I'm gonna unretire from boxing, I'm gonna go kick your ass, Dame. I'm <laughs> gonna smack you around, Dame. And then uh we can call it quits. Yeah. We then have a long montage of Donnie and Dame training for the big fight. Now, this is where I'm going to insert Victor Drago. I think Victor Drago is going to come in to be, like, Donnie's spiritual mentor and sort of, like, um, trainer in a way. The same way that, like, Apollo Creed... Do you remember in Rocky Three when Rocky sort of loses the initial fight against Clubber Lang and he has to train for the rematch and he goes to Apollo Creed's gym for the first time? And then, you know, the guy who was his rival in the first two movies... Suddenly, comes back as his mentor, and they become good friends. I like friends. that. I like that a lot. I'm gonna have Victor Drago do the same that's, thing here. That's a good. That's a good.
0: Yeah, I like that a lot. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. yeah, and they can have like this kind of stand standoffish relationship at the at the start. But you know, Donnie's like, he's going to be like his his
1: uh, uh, sparring
0: partner. Y- you push me to limits I never knew before, so you can help me beat this guy.
1: Yeah, that's oh, right. That's
0: brilliant. That's right. So that's yeah,
1: I, I said I had a good place to insert him. So Donnie focuses on mentally preparing for the fight. And wants to approach the match without anger. Because he's like, if I'm going up against someone who has nothing to lose, I have to keep a cool head. This guy will go in angry, which will make him sloppy. And makes him dangerous. So there we go. I've got to keep away from him. And that's an important plot point for later. Dame uses old school training techniques and seems to be totally motivated by anger. So he's out in the streets. He's doing it the old fashioned way while Donnie's in the gym. Punching cinder blocks. Yeah, Donnie's in the gym. Chasing chickens. Yes. (laughs) No, he's not going that uh, old school. He's, like, he's, uh, yeah, punching cinder blocks. He's uh, beating up, uh, I don't know, crips and bloods in the streets of L.A. (laughs) Real old school ghetto stuff. I don't know. Lifting tires up, throwing them. Yeah, lifting cars up. Yeah, lifting cars up. Throwing them. Fighting Ant-Man in the quantum realm. (laughs) You know, little stuff like that. Yeah. So, the big boxing match is finally upon us, and both fighters have incredibly cool ring entrances. So... One of the best parts of, of the other two Creed movies is when, like, they come in for the big final bout at the end. Yeah. We get to see the bad guy come in first with their, like, badass music and smoke and, like, cool lights. And then, like, the good guy will come in, you know, Creed will come in with his, like, either hip-hop music or his wife coming in. <laughs> with that entrance. Real nepotism. Where he walks in with his wife was badass. Yeah, it was pretty cool. It's just I don't know why she got the gig. Well, I know why she got the Because she's his wife. Yeah. But I was like, that's kind of cringy, isn't it, <laughs> Adonis?
0: No, it's not cringy at all. Even though her music is terrible in the movie, that entrance somehow worked.
1: (laughs) Yes, yeah, it was cool. I really like both entrances in both movies. So the bell rings and the two fighters start pummeling each other. Dame seems to have the upper hand on Donnie and all seems lost. But Dame pushes Donnie too far and Donnie finally snaps, gets angry and beats Dame once and for all. Since Donnie accidentally kills Dame with the final blow. Oh. So it's actually Donnie who goes too far. He doesn't just break this guy's neck. He actually kills Dame.
0: Okay. That's an interesting... Turn (laughs) of events. That's an interesting
1: decision. Okay. Well, this is me really going out on a limb here. Yeah, okay. Donnie is sent to prison.
0: (laughs) It's because you saw the prison in the movie, right? (laughs) Yes.
1: Okay. Since Dame wasn't a bad enough person for the police to let it slide. (laughs) Thanks, Kieran. And he is visited by Bianca and Amara. Donnie apologizes to his young family and sees this as penance for his mistakes with Dame, so he's like, "I let this guy down as a kid, I let him down as an adult. I oh killed my him." God. And so I'm just going to have to sit here and suffer for my mistakes. S- so the
0: story in your plot is that he, you know he's had this guilt his
1: whole life, and now he's facing the consequences. yeah in a of way it? in a way. I think he's more so guilty about killing the guy and letting his anger get the better of him. right. And letting Dame push him to that extreme as well Jeez, Kieran The good guy kills a man in the ring So Donnie's inmates begin chanting Creed, Creed, Creed Proving that Donnie is still a champion Even behind bars (laughs) Right
0: Because they like murderers too So
1: like (laughs) Yeah (laughs) Yeah, kill more guys, Creed Wow Uh, And that's where my movie ends Whoa So Wow Maybe he's sort of like you know, Michael B. Jordan's done enough Marvel movies Like, I've got to set the, the dominoes in place for a sequel we are going to find out if he ever gets out of prison You know, maybe he becomes a better boxer inside prison Who knows, maybe he becomes worse
0: That's interesting, Kieran
1: Because so we're ending on a real sort of dark note, really Yeah, because these movies typically don't do that
0: And, you know, don't leave on a cliffhanger Or, or no. you, know, you know, something to lead into the next movie They're kind of their own sort of thing, internally Well, it is his own thing but- He may never
1: get out of prison True,
0: but I guess it's written by a different writer So he could mm. take this any direction he wants That's right.
1: It's very bold, man. Yeah. Very bold. I can't I've, just, you know, rely on the trailer the whole time. I uh, got to make some actual predictions. <laughs> yes. I thought we had the same plot, until and then. also I did all of that because I didn't want to have the same plot <laughs> as you. Right? Fair enough. Fair enough. Because I know what you're going to do. That's the thing. You so do? not only did I predict the movie in a way, I also predicted what you were going to write.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, and that's I guarantee. You taking
1: have. a sip out of a huge jug of water.
0: <laughs> I guarantee you have. Well, you know, you got to keep hydrated. People, yes, drink your water. All right. So that was your whole plot. Yeah yep. uh, Well I'll get into What I think's gonna happen Please do Cause my prediction My prediction's outside <laughs> Alright <laughs> Get All right. out there Sorry Let's see how How well I went Cause I use my My vast encyclopedia knowledge Of professional wrestling angles And my love of theatrics right, okay. In the combat sporting realm And my knowledge of Rocky to kind of Be my basis here I just want to s- Start off by saying, just because I'm not going to mention it through my whole plot, Bianca's music career is on fire. She'll I said the be same thing. seen as a Beyonce, a Beyonce... Do you like how
1: we both said this as throwaway lines? Because yes. we we're really like, who cares?
0: Yeah, nothing... No, it won't matter.
1: But she, she's... They very, never focus on it in the movies. No,
0: she, she's very successful. She's doing well. We'll see that throughout the movie. And uh, Donnie and Bianca will be, like, perceived as... What Maybe she's
1: faltering great. a little because her hearing's getting worse.
0: It's not a movie. She won't have a story like Okay, fair that. enough. The, her her place is to be supportive of Donnie, to be the voice of reason, and to have the babies, to say to say things that he needs you know to hear at the time. But they're going to be a power couple. Everyone's yeah. going to be like, "Wow, what a fantastic top of the charts musician and you know the world heavyweight champion." Sure. these guys can do no wrong. Just want to throw that out there. Um, and the direction I'm going with in this movie is that Donnie kind of takes the role sort of, of of rocky in in the previous movies he kind of repeats the cycle of life and you'll kind of get what i okay. mean when i say that so we're going to open in los angeles with a young donnie who's around 14 15 maybe 13 right. teenage years so he's
1: older than he was in the first movie somehow well how old was he in the first 13. movie 13
0: He was 13. So, I think he's got to be around the same age then, around 13.
1: Um, Because you realize he's got to have been born by the time that Apollo Creed dies in 1985.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, he's just, yeah. So, he's like in his teenage years, younger teenage years, maybe pre-teens. Anyway, he's how old he is in the trailer. Okay. (laughs) So, he's going into a convenience store and robbing the the clerk there at gunpoint. Wow. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You've
1: changed it from a liquor store to a convenience store. Yes,
0: I did. Yes, I did. Uh, and his best friend and surrogate brother, Dame, is with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, he's being the lookout. Now, Dame is a few years older than Donnie. Sound
1: I note. would have had it round the other way. I would have had Donnie be the lookout and then Dame be the guy holding up the Lucas st- slash, sorry, convenience store.
0: No, man, because Donnie's got to feel guilty about this.
1: Why would he feel guilty about it? Because it's his fault. What? It's his fault that he was robbing the liquor store and the lookout guy really fucked up and didn't look out enough? Well, he was doing the wrong- It would be Dame's fault, if if anything. So, uh it would make more sense, yet again- if Dame was doing the robbery and, you know, Donnie screwed up and ran away... Kieran, this is my plot. Fair okay. enough. All right. So, I'm just trying to help you out here, no, man. No, no,
0: no. I'm, go- I'm going with this. I'm going with this. I feel like I feel like it's got to be... Uh, so how know. is it Donnie's fault? We get, we're getting to this. So suddenly there are sirens that go off and they realize that they've been busted. They exit with their hands in the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, there seems to be a lot of police with these two kids and, and this might be like a... Because Which it's may- America, and because yeah. it's the nineties,
1: they're beaten up.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. That that's kind of the 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 sort of implication they're making there. But also, they probably. They probably did stuff early in the night as well that the police stole a car. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I bet they stole a the car okay. as well. So that, that's why they've kind of been all these because I was like, there's a lot of police, it feels like, in the, for this robbery, but yeah. Maybe they're doing other things. Maybe it's racism. Maybe it's a combination of both. So Dame looks at Donnie and wants to protect his little brother. So he makes it Okay, they're going out of limb here. Okay. So he, he goes and takes a swing at one of the police officers and gets taken to the ground. And this gives Donnie the opportunity to run away. So Donnie does not get arrested. Okay. But Dame. Does Fair enough Young Donnie is running along Los Angeles street Uh, That's beginning to turn into morning To some dramatic music And the Mm -hmm. title Creed appears Creed 3 3 Yeah Yes And now we jump forward in time Where we see the current day Creed Running along Los Angeles. It's a nice mm-hmm. little
1: transition there for you. But he's in Beverly Hills now. <laughs> yep. it's in a much better neighbourhood. Exactly.
0: So while this is happening, we're going to see a montage of how successful Creed has been uh, since the last movie. His career and personal life is at an all-time high point. He and Bianca uh, we'll go to a fundraising event. They'll be all dressed up. Creed is going to be super, super nervous about it. And Bianca asks him, how could you be frightened of this when you fight people for a living? And Creed jokes, he much prefers the walk to the ring than these kind of events. Okay. He takes Bianca's lead and Donnie manages to introduce a generous do- donation he's giving to underprivileged kids. Because, you know, that's his background And then as they, well. they're going to
1: have an exhibition match where he goes up against <laughs> a, a famous wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be Hulk Hogan again. It'll be Hulk Hogan Thunder again. Thunder Lips comes back. Thunder- no, it's gonna be the son of Thunder Lips. Oh my god! Who's played the, by like Roman Reigns or something be the like th-
0: that? How, okay, Roman Reigns is the son. Of I Hulk don't know Hogan. wrestlers. Uh, who would be the son of Hulk Hogan? I don't know. John Cena. Yeah, that sure. doesn't work.
1: But... He comes out with a mustache. <laughs> yes. Um, Thunder Lips is
0: here in the flesh. Oh man, baby. I'd love Thunder Lips to come <laughs> back. That'd be that'd make my day. So he also introduces that he is uh, taking over. The gym. He's going to be running it now. Okay,
1: he's going to be running Delphi gym, yes, just like in my plot. Just as well. like
0: in your plot, and he's sort of creating a rehabilitation program for young uh, kids who have a criminal criminal, oh, pass, very nice. a criminal problem. And since boxing helped him in his life, he wants to, you know, pass that on to other people. Very nice. Mm. So we see Donny at home being a loving father and having romantic moments with Bianca.
1: Uh, we get to see their lives aside from- Wait, the- so they're rolling around in bed and then their daughter comes in uh, and interrupts it them. It doesn't need
0: to be like There's a that giant to picture be romantic.
1: There's a giant picture of Adonis Creed with a crown on above the bed. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, Bianca. That would be better. Yes, because she, yeah.
0: <laughs> her, her music, like, you know, album cover or something is her with a crown over the top over the of the bed. bed. Yes, I'd love that. Yeah, no, it's, it's just going to show that outside the glitz and glam of their life, they live very simply and they're just like, they're like a unit. Because mm. we're going to be invested in them. Now, we're going to see a boxing match where Creed is going to defeat his opponent. I didn't fit in any of the other boxes, including Victor lazy. Drago, because I'm lazy. Including but the
1: ones that we clearly saw in the trailer. <sighs> so, whatever. But I mean, they don't really matter.
0: They're just there to be like a sure, fight, okay. to get some action. Matters to your supplies. points, but whatever. Yeah. Well, I don't need it. I don't need it. Okay. So he's going to fight a boxer, and he'll defeat his opponent. He'll still retain the title. In my plot, he never drops the title,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and his opponent will show respect towards him. And you know, it's he shows exactly respect. what I
1: said with Pretty Conlon.
0: Yes, exactly, exactly. Yep. Uh, in the pre- in the post show conference, uh, Donnie will talk about his life being the result of other people. He'll name drop Rocky and his father and his mother, mm-hmm. and states that he wants to continue oh, their legacy. I Totally
1: forgot to mention Marianne Creed in this. Oh well, given as much as she was in the other two movies, that's as much. information as she's going to have here. Yeah, right. She'll pop in to babysit the kid.
0: Yeah, exactly. That's what'll happen.
1: We'll see her looking up at the TV screen with a worried face anytime there's a fight.
0: Yes, exactly. Creed will go back to his boxing gym and we see uh, Duke come up to him and tell him Mm -hmm. that there's a big guy outside leaning against his car or hanging outside, like, hanging near his car. So Creed goes and confronts the stranger, much like in the trailer, and finds out that it's the older version of Dame. Mm. And so... You know, after a little exchange, after a little reuniting. It's like, oh no, King the Conqueror got yeah, out of the quantum I well. know, he's going he's gonna to start conquering everything. Uh, you Donnie, had no idea that it was him. Nah, well, I guess it shows how much I paid attention to the Eight man and Mosk trailer, and I guess that shows in that episode too. Tony takes Dame to a diner, mm-hmm. where they catch up. Yes. Uh, Dame exp- so far, we've pretty much got the exact same plot. Yes, I think that's going to be a running trend here. So Dame explains to Donnie... That after the night they were charged, uh, there was a whole heap of fences that Dame had, and he has just. Offences? Offences, yes. Okay, yeah. Well, Offences. And, okay. and he's uh, just now been released. And much like you, he was older than Donnie, so he was charged as an adult.
1: Yeah, that's going to be what happens there. He, ex- so he basically got a life sentence. Yeah, essentially. 18 years is pretty close to 25 years, which yeah. is a life sentence.
0: Yeah, yeah, he did. And he explains to Donnie that he focused all his energy into becoming fit, becoming the huge monster that we see yeah. in the movie. And he's pretty buff, too. He's huge, yeah and he's looking for a second chance. So he'll also lightly passively aggressively like tease Donnie about his success, especially because everywhere Donnie goes everyone recognizes him. When he goes into the diner everyone, like is cheering and being like, "Hey, can I get your autograph?" Fist can, I get a, him can I get a photo? And this is all in Dame's face as well. So he's going to he's going to have a little f- few digs here like, "Oh, look at you, Mr. Celebrity, Mr. Star." But it's not going to be too mean-spirited. Dame he's Just
1: slapping him with the back of his hand <laughs> yeah. on the over his crotch. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, huh? yeah huh? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Um. So Dame decides to take him to his gym, and Dame will spar with one of the trainees. Now, I must—I might have missed something because I didn't hear it in your plot. But this is what I thought: he's wearing an ankle bracelet, right? That's what I I saw. That's what I saw. So he's—we're going to see that he's wearing an ankle bracelet. Maybe he's on parole or something like that. I don't know how these things work. Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Um, and one of the—he's out on a good behavior bond. Right. He would have an ankle bracelet. He would. uh, Well. How would he be able to leave home? I guess ankle bracelets are more so like- Well, location, them. right? If they're at their job, which presumably his, his job is in, at the gym- yeah, it makes sense.
0: Or like the, he's not allowed to leave a certain area or something like that. I guess maybe that's it. I don't know. Maybe the police are just like, oh, well, him working at the gym, him doing stuff at the gym is good for his rehabilitation, so we'll allow it or whatever. I don't know. Yep. Um, but either either way, the boxers will make fun of his ankle bracelet or, yeah, or let's point make to fun it. of
1: this guy who could potentially be a murderer. <laughs> or
0: just you know, or just mention it and it'll set that's cute. It'll set Dame off and he'll start throwing vicious punches to the point where Duke has to jump in as well as others to pull him apart. Dame will start yelling at everyone and leave in a rage. Duke will, t- Duke will tell Donnie that he needs to let go of this uh, and he doesn't have any responsibility to help Dame, much like you said in mm-hmm. your plot, much like was in the trailer. Donnie will use his connections to get Dame signed up uh, as a with boxer. A bo- yeah, with a boxing license. Just be- to get him to wear big boots to cover up <laughs> that ankle bracelet. I think at this stage, the ankle bracelet will be off. Um, oh, that's convenient. Yes, very convenient. Uh people be apprehensive about his criminal background, but they manage to push it through. So okay. he starts he starts his boxing career. Dame has a boxing match against some random, whoever, pick pick your boxer. Uh, and wow. Donny becomes his Rocky in his corner. Uh, the match will get... Some- so, he's, uh, he's Dame's trainer now. Yeah, he's Dame's trainer. He also walks Dame to the ring. He also sits okay. in his corner. He also gives uh, Dame advice and stuff yeah. like that. And he holds you know. the
1: bucket that he spits in. Yes, yeah, yes. Okay. fair enough. So, of
0: course, because this is the world champ and Donnie is such a personality in the world right now, this gets a lot of media attention. Uh, Dame destroys his opponent, showing what a monster he is. He, Bianca, and Donnie will have dinner at a fancy restaurant after, and Dame will explain more about their history and about what happened to them. So, to cut a long story short... uh. Donnie will be helping Dame with his career. Dame will be growing quickly because of his skill, but is bitter towards Donnie because uh, his bitterness towards Donnie
1: begins to show more and more.
0: Dame will sign up with a sleazy promoter who's just in it for
1: the money. Like Don King, Don King sort of uh, character, like the guy from, uh, what was it, Rocky 5.
0: That's it, yeah, exactly.
1: I forgot to point out as well that Dame in my plot ends up getting kicked out of the Delphi gym. Okay, well, that makes sense. That makes sense. Around the time he, that you know they go their separate ways, and he's like having the montage of beating all the opponents. So he's it, like, "I don't even need your stupid gym.
0: Yeah, I can do this on my I own." I can do this on my own. Well, it makes sense. I think that's
1: he, important to point
0: out. If he's fighting for the gym, it makes sense that he's not involved with the gym. Yeah, that's in right. your plot. That's right that's the right. ownership of the gym. So in a post-show interview, uh, the media will ask questions, uh, indicating like the last questions of Dame, but it's all about Creed. Uh, like it's all about Donnie. It's like, oh, right. h- how did Donnie help you? Uh, look, uh, you you know, do you do you idolize Donnie? It's all about. It's all about Creed, which is going to really okay. anger Dame. Anger Dame, yeah. Uh, since you know, yeah, Creed isn't e- even
1: there at this Dame time. Dame is like, was. well, I was the one who taught fucking Creed how to yes. fight initially. Yeah, so
0: Dame will will get mad and trash his. Even friends. I don't know
1: if that's a part of your plot.
0: So not not quite. So, he, so was he a boxer when he was a kid? Yeah, So he was he was a boxer. Yes. I, do, I didn't I don't think that. Or maybe he did. I don't know necessarily if he trained Donnie, but he was always the better boxer. He was yeah. always the better fighter. Yep, he yep, was the prodigy. Enough. So, you know, he believes he's better. Um, I mean, we did know that from the plot synopsis, but yeah, yes. Yeah. So he will, you know, he'll get mad at the press and say, I don't need him. I've never needed needed him. And after seeing this, Donnie confronts Dame. Dame is partying on a beach, enjoying his celebrity life. And he's like, wins. And Donnie will and try to- championship belt? No. Okay. And Donnie will, because uh, Donnie's still the champion at this stage. Okay, fair enough. He hasn't vacated the belt at all. So, Donnie will confront Dame at the beach and, you know, try to warn him about the road he's taking and saying people are taking advantage of him and Dame will get, you know, Dame takes this as jealousy and lashes out at Donnie and they have a tussle and their friendship is severed. Donnie expresses his guilt to Bianca saying, you know, I feel bad because, you know, he was arrested because we were together and I ran off on him and he spent his life incarcerated where I didn't have that and, you know, my life could have ended up the same way. So, he feels Mm. bad about that. Fair enough. Dame will publicly smear Donnie, calling him out and wanting to fight him, and he'll be like I'm, I'm- gonna
1: fight my own coach. Yeah.
0: Well, they're not they're not, at this stage, they're no longer. They're, All right, so after the confrontation on the yep. beach, they
1: went they're their separate done. ways. They okay. went their
0: separate ways, yeah. So but everybody's talking about Creed and talking about Donnie, and so Dame is like, Well, I wanna fight him in every post show post like fight he does, he's like calling out Donnie wants to fight yep. him. Yeah. So there'll be there'll be scenes in which, you know. Uh, Dame will come out and you know start yelling, much like Clubber Lang in, in the Rocky, yeah. in, in Rocky Three. You know he'll like yell at him. They'll like he says to Bianca, "You want to be with a real man?" Mm-mm. <laughs> he'll cause scenes and things like that. Dame will push Donnie's buttons to the point where they will have a public fight during a event. So maybe like wow. Uh, Donnie's like watching a boxing event You know One of his trainers One of his trainees is out there fighting Dame will come in Dame will antagonize them They get into a fight Little scuffle And they get arrested this is how I fit the jail thing.
1: They in both get plot. arrested. Which, yes,
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah, which is where I sort of shoehorned it in. Or maybe maybe Donnie is the one that just gets arrested, actually. So wow, he's, okay. He spends, I don't know. how This is This is probably Look wrong. Look
1: crowbarring this whole
0: I've, prison yeah, scene. Yeah, when I saw that- Because we mentioned this- You we, know what I'm
1: thinking it probably is now? What's that? And I don't want this to influence either of our plots, but what I'm thinking it could be now, and again, this is probably as much of a stretch as either of us are actually saying- mm. It could be that at the end of the movie, Dame goes back to jail, but he ends up on good terms with Donnie after their match. And then Donnie and his family goes to visit Dame in jail at the end and it's just before he's come into the or maybe he's just left. The visitor's room. It could be as simple as that.
0: It probably is. That makes more sense. But we
1: both really... We really wanted to work in that Donnie goes to jail yeah. for some
0: reason. So, we never talk about plots, uh, you know, movies before the show. But Kieran and no. I had a few drinks <laughs> <laughs> earlier weekend, in the week. Yeah. And we just ended up talking about this trailer. And then Kieran said to me, he's like, man, that jail scene. And I was like, jail scene? Yeah. What? But Sony
1: D doesn't watch the trailers, as
0: we know. Apparently, yeah. So trying to fit how Creed got into jail was such a
1: pain because yes, it I makes know. no sense yeah but this is where i'm gonna fit it in it's, okay it's- so it's before the big final fight yes it's because of a, a little misunderstanding mm-hmm. in public now donnie's ended up in jail almost wrongfully so
0: yes yes and i'm gonna use that so he's gonna use his time in the in the jail to do some training so and how many years is he in jail for it's not in like a few days
1: <laughs> you know you don't get visitors when you're in jail for a few days buddy do you? <laughs> You're usually held in jail until your court what, case. It, You're not allowed visitors unless they're lawyers. Right, okay, then that's in that time. what I'm going to say. So long-term uh, jail time is when you get visitors. So right. it has to be more than a year or a year But a it plus. can't
0: be more than a year. I, I just don't see that happening. I don't see him being in jail for... Unless his family picks him up when he's leaving jail, maybe that's what it
1: is. But they're inside the jail quite clearly. I
0: know. This is why it's hard. Yeah. Anyway, screw it. I'm going to be wrong Can't anyway. wait to
1: see the movie. I'm going to be wrong anyway about okay. this. But I'm going to say... No, you it, don't know that. He uses the...
0: He's jail time to train, and it's kind of like symbolic of him training like Dame trained. In you know jail, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, in jail. In jail. And, and, yep. and, you know, he's lived, he, he has all these, like, he has all this team behind him, usually. He has these great facilities, but it's going down to the bare bones of, you know, just. You
1: know what I originally thought was going to happen? What? I thought Dame was going to kill Felix Chavez, quite like I said earlier in my plot. And because Creed didn't throw in the towel, he's deemed responsible for Chavez getting killed. Oh, okay. And then he is sent to jail for like a year and then he spends a year training inside the jail and that's when his family visits him. And then right. the big final match is when he gets out of jail. But then I was like... I no. don't know if you can go to jail for yeah, that. Yeah, that's why I was like, I don't think that's a realistic reason for him to go to jail. I mean, if anything, Dame would just go back to jail.
0: Yeah, I, I don't... Yeah, because like, I mean, I don't, I don't think... Yeah, because like, who would who would try somebody and send them to jail for not throwing in the towel? Like, that's a... Yeah. It's a very grey
1: territory, I think. Especially when it's usually the decision of the boxer to return to the match.
0: mm and the ref,
1: yeah, which is why I ultimately fight. didn't go down that path. But sorry, I'm steamrolling your plot.
0: No, here. that's that's okay. So yeah, I I that that's what I think is going to happen. And you know, when Bianca visits him or when they're getting out, she says, "Don't forget who you are," and all this uh, inmates chant, "Creet, creet,
1: it's like, come on, guys. I was only in here for a week. Yet.
0: Yeah, so whenever he gets out, however long that is, if it's a few days, if it's a year, I just don't see it as a year. Just that makes, anyway, whatever. Um, when Donnie comes back, he announces that, the, you know, the fight's going to take place because, you know, obviously it couldn't happen, but he's, he's going he's gonna to fight Dame and he's going to put his belt on the line. And up until this point, Donnie's been skirting these challenges. So the big thing about Donnie is he doesn't want to fight Dame because he sees him as a brother. It's kinda of like a Kane and Undertaker storyline for my wrestling fans. Um I thought you were gonna say Kane and Abel <laughs> yeah, for our like, Bible fans out for there. For our Bible fans out there. Yeah, so it's kinda of like he doesn't wanna he doesn't want to, he's been pushed to fight this guy. He's been trying to avoid it. And the whole big thing as well that Dame is going off is he always beat the shit out of Donnie when they were kids. He was always wow. the better fighter. Not like that, but like whenever they would spar or whatever, he was Wait, always Okay. The tougher he was, always the bigger, who's always the faster one. He was always a better fighter, and Dame still says that he still is. You know, yeah. he's okay. gonna he's gonna show the world this. There's another epic uh, training montage between the two boxers, you know, getting ready, running and, you know, great epic music. And the yep. night of the fight happens. Dane walks out to the ring looking like an absolute beast. And then Donnie walks to the ring pulling his absolute theatrics. It's going to be spectacular. I couldn't say what exactly it will be, but it'll be awesome. And
1: I'll love it. And I know you will Please love it He's lowered down from a rope from up in the top of the stands yes. into the ring. And then the rope breaks and... Ah! Oh. <laughs> yeah,
0: I Thought no, you were no. doing a Shawn Michaels thing where he comes <laughs> on the rope with a cane. Yeah, no that's that is what happens. Yeah. <laughs> not, that, not not typical. Cool. He drives in with a beer truck, sprays everyone with beer. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Vince McMahon's angry. <laughs> 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 anyway, uh, so they they start the fight. The first round will go to Dame, who completely decimates Creed. He's just big and strong, and just you know, just throwing yep.
1: these haymakers. And uh, Creed's eye puffs up, and they have to do the thing where they cut it to make it puff yeah, down again. Okay. They say, so "How many fingers are holding?" Which they do in every single one of these <laughs> movies. Uh, Creed will come back,
0: and he will beat Dame based more on his technique. He's just got a he have got a right. better skilled, better technique. So Dame's like- faster. He's using speed. Yeah, Dame's, which Dame doesn't have because he's all bulk. Yeah, Dame is like all aggression and fury. I think what you said the same thing. That is what I said. And Donnie just has the technique and has the skill. So it'll go back and forth. Dame will lay some heavy shots uh, you know, to Donnie including some dirty play as well, like, you know, oh, he goes below the belt. He gets, he hits him below the belt. Oh. He maybe I n- I know this is a disqualification in boxing, but like he'll he might like hit him when the the bell is called. So it's like just dirty sort of stuff
1: where he's like, Oh, that's You, you mean know. exactly what Victor Drago did. Yeah. <laughs> he got disqualified because of that. He yeah, he did, right? So I don't know, maybe maybe the ref is just like turns up. <laughs>
0: He's watching up on the screen. <laughs> the ref gets knocked out and, uh, you know, Dame gets a steel chair and like, starts, <laughs> starts knocking Donnie. Throws him through a table. Throw a fireball. Why not? So when Donnie goes back into his corner, much like Cinderella Man, he starts thinking about his past. And we're going to see flashbacks to his childhood, you know, when he was a kid. and Who all the, the
1: fuck the... is Cinderella Man?
0: Uh, that was the movie with uh, the the Australian actor... He was in L.A. Confidential. He was in the Gladiator. Guy, guy uh, Russell Crowe. Russell okay, Crowe. It was Crow. the movie with Russell Crowe where he was a boxer based on a real boxer. Some yeah, some say it, some clearly. say Stallone sort of uh, based this boxer's story off Rocky actually because he has a similar kind of like underdog story. Guy grew. Up, guy was a boxer during the Depression and you know went. All right. So it was
1: based on a real guy. Yeah. And you said that Rocky based the, his same character on this real guy yeah, as did uh, Russell Crowe's. I think so. I, I think I,
0: I know that Stallone based Rocky on the on the fight between Muhammad Ali and I can't remember the the other boxer's name sure. who he fought. I think it was Wel or Well I, I can't remember, but there was a guy that Muhammad Ali boxed where it was the guy was a nobody, but he managed to like knock a Muhammad Ali off his off his feet, and everyone right. was just like, "What? This like nobody?" Was it Bruce Lee? <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But there's nobody who everyone thought Muhammad Ali was going to decimate actually knocked him out. So I know that was the inspiration. Yeah, that was the inspiration to Rocky. But I think he also based my my theory is he based some of it on on the guy that Cinderella Man is based off because it, it okay. was uh, if enough. you watch those movies they're very similar. Okay. Anyway, so there's a bit in that movie Where, you know, the, the guy he sits, sits in the corner and reflects Yeah, right? or he okay. flashes to all these bits Where, you know, he had, right. he had hard times And it sort of wills him to come so in So that happens in the
1: first Creed movie When Creed is knocked out Yeah You see, like, flashes of him With Rocky, with Bianca, with his mom. And then he goes like, it gets straight back up." Yeah, so it's a similar thing, except it's not about what he's fighting for. It's about like the hard
0: times he's had. Okay, he's going to go into a zone here. And why he
1: deserves to be here? Why it's not undeserved?
0: Oh, he's just. I think he's just going to think about his past and like how hard it, how hard it was, and sort of he's going to go back to that mindset. Yeah, but
1: why? What's the spiritual meaning behind it, Maddie D?
0: Because he is sort of confronting his past. Because of the whole movie, he's sort of
1: run away from it or neglected. So, we're, we're physically having him confront his past yes. by physically yes. having him see his past. Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. So deep. So deep. <laughs> I know. So, the bell
0: rings, they resume. Creed seems like a different man. He's laser focused and he starts striking Dame and it's fueled all with aggression and guilt. Mm-hmm. Um, and- yeah, again, it's it's him confronting his past finally. And then he knocks out Dame with a blow. He just, like,
1: starts swinging. Every
0: hit uh, Dame hits him with, it almost doesn't even bounces register. Bounces off him,
1: like a medicine ball.
0: Exactly. And he knocks Dame out, and Dame doesn't get back up. He doesn't die, Kieran. He just doesn't get back up. He's knocked out, okay. So everything goes quiet except for Donnie's heavy breathing. Uh, Donnie will still be in the zone until he looks out at the audience and see his wife and his daughter. Yes, for some reason they brought his daughter to this vicious, you know, fight. Yeah, Why not? Why not? And then suddenly he's brought back to reality. reality he yeah. remembers, you know, who he is, what he's fighting for. The bell rings and Dame is counted out. Donnie will take off his glove, extend his hand to Dame and help him up. And then he goes and embraces his family and retains his championship. Mm-hmm. Final moments of the film. So Dame- This is
1: where Kieran's crying, by the way. Yeah, Kieran
0: will be crying in this bit. It'll be all happy. Dame and Donnie will be on good terms now. Like they've, they've gone through this ordeal and now they respect each other. They love each other. Donnie has confronted, you know, all his guilt that he's felt in the past, and now he's, it's kind of, he can kind of put that behind him. Mm-hmm. In the final moments of the movie, uh, Creed will be at his gym. It'll be closed where everyone's gone. Donnie will be reminiscing, and Dame will appear and tell him that he's, a, you know, an incredible fighter. Sharing the ring with you is amazing. You, you're, uh, you deserve the championship. And the two will bury the hatchet and have a good-spirited
1: sparring match, much like Rocky too. Oh, there we go. Very nice that's my plot and that's your plot that's, well done that's all she wrote there we go very similar to my plot in yes, a lot of ways very similar but with a fair few differences but again there's there's only a certain there's
0: only certain directions I feel this movie can go yes and I think you and I are on the same page of which one but yeah. it could be a little different Death. but I don't know how different it, it can be
1: yeah you're right you're absolutely right so Do you, the dear listener, have any idea of what you think is going to happen in Creed 3? You can let us know in several places. You can find us on our social media pages, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Or you can simply send us an email at potentialspoilerspod at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a comment on this episode's page on our Podbean site. Several places you can let us know any of your thoughts. Which is your favourite Rocky slash Creed movies? Do you like the Creed movies better than Rocky? Is it vice versa? Do you like Rocky movies better than Creed? Let us know anything that pops into your mind. Congratulate us on four years of podcasting. Yay! As of this episode, or well, you don't have to, don't fill up. it. <laughs> if you want.
0: We don't we don't, want to, don't a, want to congratulate a disingenuous congratulations. Yeah,
1: just give us a five-star review instead. That'd be nice on iTunes. That'd go a long way in helping out our show. Before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. Now, because we've just hit our 4-year anniversary, we're going to celebrate a little bit with a movie talk episode. Now, we would be really apt at this point to do the best and worst of 2022. <laughs> Wouldn't that make sense? If we're finally caught up, but we do not have time. To rewatch All of the movies Of 2022 Within a week I know Maddie D Has barely cracked 2022 at this point yeah. So it would not be fair On either of us To dive in at this point so, so we decided to do Something a little simpler Next week So we are going to Reflect on ourselves A little bit And we're going to be Still of course Talking about Some of our favourite movies But what exactly We're talking about I guess you're just Going to have to tune in Next week to find out I'm sure it'll be An interesting conversation Whatever it is So until we return For our movie talk Episode next week Yo Kieran We did it. Rocky. What the hell is that? That's my girl.
0: Thanks, honey. You're welcome. It's a nice song. It's my favorite. You're the greatest. See you, sport.
1: See you. Oh Bolly, who taught her to talk like that? She loves me. All my love slaves out there. Thunder lips is here. In the flesh, baby. (laughs) Oh my god. The ultimate male versus the ultimate meatball.